Are you tired of feeling misunderstood, ignored, or frustrated by the men in your life? Do you wish you knew how to communicate with them in a way that makes them listen, respect, and adore you? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to check out my ebook, 500 Ways to Talk to a Man. This ebook is a comprehensive guide to help you master the art of feminine communication and get what you want from any man in an authentic, warm, loving, caring way. Whether you're single, dating, or in a relationship, this ebook teaches you how to express your feelings, needs, and desires in a way that makes him want to please you and commit to you. You'll learn how to avoid common mistakes that push men away, how to use your voice and body language to attract and keep attention, and how to handle conflict and disagreements without losing his respect, and much, much more. Plus, you'll get access to my two-day video class that teaches you a lot of body postures and poses that you can use in a lot of different situations, so you'll never run out of the right words to say. 500 Ways to Talk to a Man is the ultimate resource for any woman who wants to improve her communication skills and create a deeper connection with the man in her life. Don't miss this opportunity to transform your love life and get my ebook today. Go to www.everheartcoaching.com and get your copy. The link is below in the description. You're listening to This Podcast is for Women, episode number 64, How to Captivate Any Man and Keep Him. In this episode, I'm going to be sharing three tips on how to captivate a man. There are going to be some unusual ways that normally perhaps are not covered on topics like this, but worry not, I'm here to share exactly how you can captivate and keep any man. You can practice these with the men you know, experiment with your husband or your boyfriend or if you're on a date. And also these three tips, they're just not here so that you can see the power that is feminine energy because don't get me wrong, feminine energy is powerful, especially when you're with masculine energy men or men that you you know hope to get activated more into their masculine energy. These tips are also here to really enlighten you into the power of feminine energy in some really positive ways that women, we sometimes, you know, we get confused in society. We believe we are supposed to just go out and get something when we want it. And in relationships, that direct Western ideal of I just go out and get it doesn't always work with a masculine energy man and doesn't always work in a relationship. In fact, a lot of the anxieties that women have with dating and relationships and communicating with their partner are really because they have a democratic, very 50-50 fair idea or perspective of how a relationship should or should not work. To quote someone recently, on my YouTube channel, they said, Adrian, I don't care what you say. I'm supposed to be able to talk to my man any way that I need to at any time. It's supposed to be that way. <laughs> and I, oh, there are so many things I want to say, but like in a perfect world, yes, we could just very directly 
tell someone anything and we need a partner who we can speak our mind and at the end of the day it's all going to button up like a wonderful television episode. It is just not reality. It's not how relationships work and you know that because you're listening to my podcast. But for the non-believers or if you're a new listener, you're concerned with, you know, why do I need to tiptoe around my guy? Why do I need to change how I say things? Why do I need to be the one who's making all the changes? Well, you don't. These changes or any tools that you implement about feminine energy are going to be wonderful for you. Yes, they also work wonders with a man. It's amazing how that uh, synergy or that collective uh, consciousness, it kind of just flows. But that's the whole purpose of this. It's harmony. It's balance. It's nature. If we just didn't bother it, I have to throw in a garden reference right here because I garden. I do not use pesticides. I don't use anything to control insects. For the first year or so, I had aphids all over my roses and they were munching away, eating everything. Then the birds came in and other insects came in. They took care of it for me. I really think of this a lot in terms of that nature and that natural balance of masculine and feminine energy. These qualities that you naturally possess make a man gaga over you. They make him want to pursue you and be with you and claim you and have you because other women out there are in this different mindset that I have to do or say a particular thing or be a certain way to get someone to love me or show up. I'm going to teach you tools that actually feel like coming home because they reconnect you to your authentic self. Your authentic knee-jerk self might be that of a masculine energy mindset. That first impulse you get to do or say something versus slowing down and finding your way through how you feel and feeling what you feel. I'm going to share three tips, but I'm going to go more in depth with each one. And I'm going to talk about how action, making things happen and coming to a conclusion or a resolution are often the focus instead of I'm going to be here with what I'm feeling. I'm going to experience that. That is what the man wants more than anything. It is the most attractive, beautiful thing in a woman is having a woman who feels. Now you might say, wait a minute, you don't understand my guy. I tell him how I feel all the time (laughs) and he tells me, you know, stop talking so much or whatever it may be, or he shuts down or he gets moody. I'm going to illuminate the difference between sharing what you're feeling versus I'm sharing and I'm venting to get love, to get attention, to get something from you. I'm going to teach you a type of autonomy and unique feminine energy softness and allure that you, again, you have it since childhood, but just somewhere in the process of growing up, you kind of lost touch with it and it got replaced with action and results and 50-50 ideas and things like this. So look, don't beat yourself up about this. You're, you're speaking to the queen of ball busters here. <laughs> Nobody could do this better than me. This is why I'm in this business. I am a reformed ball buster. I have learned how to speak to men. But most importantly, 
the man was what I wanted, right? But most importantly, I learned how to get in touch with Adrian deep down inside my authentic self. Otherwise, I was just always playing a game of chess with men. So it's so much different now. I'm going to share three tips with you. But first, let's take a quick. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Please take a moment and rate and review my podcast. When you take your time to rate or review my podcast, this helps other like-minded women find my podcast and learn about it. So we are just expanding this beautiful network of helping women, which leads me to my first bullet point I want to talk about in three ways to captivate any man. These are three amazing ways to captivate a man. And the first one is going to start off with connecting and supporting others. I have to be totally transparent with you, let you know I was not good at this. This did not come naturally to me as a grown adult woman. As a little girl, no problem connecting and supporting others. I would give another kid the shirt off my back, loan someone my lunch money, and realize I didn't have food myself. I was such a giver as a child. And then as an adult, I became very hard. I became very suspicious. And I always felt like I had to just look out for myself and protect myself. And other people were trying to take from me. So I was living in a very fearful mindset. And that fearful mindset is not attractive to a man. And here's why. It's not in alignment with your feminine energy. Men are competitive. Men are fearful of each other. Men are, you know, defending and, and their territory and defending their woman. Don't get me wrong, you can be as vigilant as you want to be, but in the relationship, that connection and supporting others, you want your partner to be able to see that that is a quality and a trait that you have. So when you're confident and you want to support someone else and uplift those around you, be the bigger, better person, and you have a good network the man sees that and that's a representation of his forever with you. You become his forever woman based on the relationships you have going on in your life around you. If there's a lot of chaos and drama and everyone's rude to you or you don't have a good relationship with your mom or your dad or whoever it may be, that's fine. You don't have to have a perfect family relationship with everyone, but I want you to focus on with your partner and yourself, the positive aspects of that connection, whether it was positive in the past or it's positive in the future, because you're aware of the type of connection that you do want to have with people. So let's go back to who I was in my first marriage. I was living in a very much a dog eat dog world. 
So here I was, I was running a street uh, yard sale for uh, several people in my neighborhood. We all get together and we were raising money. I believe it was for Katrina, Katrina victims. So I'm hosting this yard sale. I'm selling all these things, helping my neighbors and my husband is with me. I'm so grateful to have his help and I needed his help. We had a lot of people, a lot of questions, things like this. Well, a woman a bit older and her son, who was also older, showed up at the sale and they bought an old laptop of mine, but they went to get back in their car and they had a flat tire. And at the time I was like, sorry, I don't know how to help you. I'm looking at her son and I'm thinking, why can't this guy change this tire? And my husband very quickly came to their rescue. And I remember grabbing him by his shirt sleeve and saying, where are you going? You need to be here and help me, not helping these people with their flat tire. Because in my mindset, I needed him more than they needed him. Also, I constantly felt like <laughs> I was losing my husband to other people, to a higher bidder, whether it was his family or his career or whatever. I could, I could never really nail him down. And seriously, that was a trigger in my relationship. But it was a trigger I wasn't embracing. I wasn't fully sitting in and soaking in that feeling of you're abandoning me. So it manifested in not being able to support this potentially a single parent. And later I found out the son had no idea how to change attire. And he actually learned from my husband that day. I remember my ex-husband <laughs> calling me cold that day. He said, you're cold. You're having this sale to help people. And you can't see that I need to help someone here. But all I saw was I was losing my husband in that moment and I needed him. So it's very confusing. It's conflicting to be a human at times, isn't it? But I look back on that time and I was just so out of touch with helping others where they needed it, but not overextending myself and also praising my husband and recognizing the good that he was willing to do in this world. So if you really want to captivate your man, connect and support others. When you connect and support others and he sees that energy about you, that you're uplifting to those around you, you're doing good things, you are a good person, you have your morals and ethics and everything understood. Of course, it can get complicated in this world. When do you give too much? When are you giving too little? When do you have you know nothing to give? So this isn't about overextending yourself. It's really about being aware of the power that a woman can bring through connection with others. When that man sees you connecting with others and you have that power and that wonderful gift that women do where we connect and make networks and make everything, we weave everything together and everyone together. That's the beautiful, beautiful thing that a man finds so captivating. So when you talk to your husband, your boyfriend, or you're on a date, definitely share a little bit about how you connect or support others whether it's helping out your elderly neighbors or working on your relationship with your mom or dad 
whatever it may be, or how you are learning to resolve conflicts at work and you're interested in having more positive relationships with people, be vulnerable about that part of yourself and watch your man light up and get very interested in this beautiful, wonderful, amazing feminine energy woman in front of him. I would love to hear from you all. Again, if you have a comment, you can leave it below. There's a link for that. If you experiment with this or if you've had a positive result with this tip, please, please share that below about how your connection with others fascinates, draws in, and connects to a man's heart. Moving on to step number two or the second way to captivate any man in your life, I want to talk a little bit about eye contact. Eye contact in the masculine energy world is a way you show respect and who is alpha. (laughs) Who is alpha? Who is maintaining the eye contact? Who is keeping it? Who is demanding it? Now, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but sometimes you might talk to your husband or a boyfriend. You're looking him right in the eyes and he just looks somewhere else while you're speaking. So there are some people like myself that I actually listen better if I'm not looking at something or someone. Occasionally I need to read facial cues, but often I'm processing words uh, and I'm listening to the silence between your words that I'm sometimes better if I don't look at a person while they're speaking, but this can come off you know, kind of like I'm ignoring them when in fact I'm actually trying to listen so intently. But this is something men do. I learned in anthropology that men actually in tribal situations, uh, you know, for hundreds of thousands of years, that's how it was. Men didn't sit face to face over a cup of coffee or a business meeting or whatever. They would actually go hunting together kind of like in a staggered line So the other man was in their periphery. From what I remember about this is that a man really learned to communicate their best without direct eye contact. So it came from hunting and gathering or more like hunting and just having men in their periphery, making it so everyone in the group was communicating, but not face to face because you can't hunt if you're looking someone right in the eyes. You have to have them in their periphery. So I I think that this is really true. Some of my most deepest, uh, important conversations have happened with my husband in the car, actually, while we're driving because we're seated side by side or when we're not just looking directly at each other. Now, here's where eye contact is super important with your partner. When he is speaking, I want you to look him in the eyes. And nod and listen. Give him your full attention. Let him be alpha in that moment. He is the captain of this meeting. He's the boss. He's the person that is running the the meeting in the boardroom. You're going to look at him right in the eyes and nod and listen and nod and listen. Now, if you're anything like me, sometimes I'm nodding and listening and 
I'm thinking my husband's full of crap, like everything he's telling me, <laughs> you know, I'm having these moments where I'm like, well, that's not true. And that's not exactly how that happened. But I maintain that nod and listen. And I'm able to look at him and watch him and observe him and also kind of observe myself at the same time and process what I'm feeling in my body and what I'm thinking. So I really feel like it's almost like a visual meditation in a way where you're so in the moment, you're giving that person your respect, you're nodding and listening, but you're also listening to the chatter going on in your head and you're kind of going back and forth between yourself and that other person, which is what we do. I think we only hear about 40% and the rest is nonverbals and things that we're piecing together in our brains. Again, I think women are better at this than men because of how our brains are shaped. So what I'm getting at here is that I really think it's important to maintain eye contact, do the nod and lifts and say, uh-huh, mm-hmm. Go ahead and let the man speak until he's finished. Give him that and he'll have this feeling that he's been heard and understood. Even if you disagree, you can later say, well, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. I don't agree. I'm sorry you feel that way. I don't feel that way. I hear what you're saying. I feel differently. So we're using some I feels in there. But the nodding and looking him in the eyes, I'm telling you, nothing makes a man feel more important and more connected and that you really get him. You understand him. You're the one woman on this planet that can look at him, get him, both when he is being the masculine energy source, but also in the moments that he's tenderhearted and he needs a woman he can really, really trust and share his feelings with. Eye contact is so important. Now, let's go one step further and talk about how eye contact makes you feel. If you are single and you're connecting with a stranger, you want to make eye contact, but if you look too long, you feel like a weirdo. <laughs> you know, it's uncomfortable. You can't just like look and then look away. It it sends like then a different type of message. So I've shared this in a YouTube video, which is the one, two, three. And you're able to look at a man's face, look him right in the eyes, one, two, three. And on three, you can close your eyes and then scan further down his body. Like look at his shoes or look at something else on him. So when you make that eye contact for the first one, two, and that's how you count the seconds. <laughs> Just one, two, and it'll feel like a lifetime. And then on three, close your eyes. You can head tilt tilt your chin to either side. You can touch your hair and practice on men that you're, you know, maybe not so totally into. And it never hurts to practice this on a man that's much older than you because they are, they are usually like, I know this girl's not interested in me, but she's just being a nice young lady, but they still think I might have a chance. And you can practice some of that feminine, masculine energy exchange. And of course, I'm not talking anything hardcore like picking someone up and going to a hotel. It never fails. I get a message from someone who's taking this like way, 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 way too serious. 
but I'm talking about casual, you know, conversation, interaction that you have with men on a daily basis. The gentleman who bags your groceries or rings you up for your coffee or opens a door for you. Things like this. There are so many men around you every single day that you can interact with of all ages. It really doesn't matter what age, even a small child who is a boy, you will feel their masculine energy and you can experience how they're looking to you for that feminine energy source. It's so obvious and they want to impress you and they want to show you how good or smart or amazing, what cool thing they've done. You know, think about any interaction you've had uh, with a boy child that way. Through that communication, that wanting, that desire to have that connection, that eye contact, that exchange, that is what this is about. So when I say it's not about, you know, picking someone up or anything sexual, eye contact can really be an experiment that you use with anyone, male or female, and see the energy that you feel having that kind of uncomfortable moment where you're looking someone in the eyes and you are connecting with their soul for a real quick second. You're getting a glimpse inside of their soul, a perfect stranger. And maybe if it's all right and everything's in alignment and someone is age appropriate and you're interested in them, you get this good practice under your belt. When the right guy comes along, You can really do this and not just shut down and feel so scared and like, oh gosh, you know, I just shut down. I couldn't look at him. But you get to where you're like, you know, I can be uncomfortable. I can feel that in my body. This goes back to feminine energy, which is allow yourself to feel. Feel whatever it is you're feeling and you can even express it. If someone says, hello, I I noticed you were looking at me. Can I help you with anything? And say, oh my gosh, I feel so shy. Or I feel so embarrassed. Or, wow, thank you so much for noticing. You can be in receiving mode. (laughs) Things like this. So you can have so much fun with feminine energy and eye contact. And I really believe this captivates a man so strongly when you're willing to look him in the eyes, listen, let him feel and be important in your life. And move through those waves of discomfort. And again, practice with everyone, practice with children, your postman, the person who bags your groceries, anyone you can practice meaningful eye contact. Take a moment and look deeply inside a person's soul. Be willing to feel that discomfort and see if you can't move into like, wow, this is wonderful. I'm connecting with people. See if you can't move into that deeper place of feeling that is wonderfully feminine energy. Are you tired of feeling disconnected from the man in your life? Do you want to tap into your true feminine energy and create a thriving, balanced relationship? I'm Adrienne Everhart, a feminine energy dating and relationship coach. I've helped countless women like you reignite the spark in their relationship and find or call forth the love they desire. I'm excited to introduce to you a unique opportunity, the iHeart Love Academy Private Coaching Group. 
unlike expensive one-on-one coaching, my group offers you a more affordable way to access my expertise while still providing that personalized touch you need. When you join my group, you'll get exclusive access to live coaching sessions with me, a supportive community of like-minded women, step-by-step guidance on balancing your masculine and feminine energy, your own coaches there to answer questions for you anytime you need it, and so much more. Don't miss out on this chance to transform your love life. Visit iHeartLoveAcademy in the link below and learn more about the incredible benefits of joining my private coaching group. It's time to rediscover the love and connection you've been longing for. Come and join us at iHeartLoveAcademy and let's embark on this journey together. The third and final tip is about how you handle criticism. Now, I'm not talking about how you can bravely put on a mature face and handle what someone says about you and not show too much temperament. I am talking about what is going on on the inside of your body when your partner is critical or you experience criticism from others. This is a big topic in I Heart Love Academy. It doesn't appear as criticism so often, but really it's your partner saying, you need feedback on this. You need help on this. You need to do something different about this. And women, we typically respond angrily. So sometimes we shut down and feel very hurt by criticism or betrayed. So your inner girl feels wounded on the inside Meanwhile, your inner boy puts up his dukes, he's ready to fight, he's ready to have an argument or a discussion about this criticism. So again, this is a big topic that comes up in I Heart Love Academy, but it doesn't always appear as I have trouble receiving criticism. It's that we put men on a pedestal where we're expecting them to just love us unconditionally the way they are, we are and not really experience that feedback we're going to get from someone in our life. The other thing is, a lot of times, as a powerful dynamite woman, and I speak from experience, I think my guy is wrong. The criticism he's telling me feels more like judgment, feels like more his anger is being projected on me, and he's taking that out on me a little bit. So let's talk about this some. Because again, I want to share my experiences into how I would handle criticism. I handled it one of two ways. I had a meltdown like a five-year-old and (laughs) would put any guy to the test, make him never ever again want to criticize me, or I would break down into a million pieces on the inside, behind closed doors, where no one could see me. I would beat myself up for days. I would have an ongoing argument inside my head. I was very defensive. And I ended up taking it out on the person around me or people around me and mostly myself. I basically learned how to handle criticism in that this person isn't wrong with what they're saying about me. It's just their right to express it. Another thing I did regarding criticism as a powerful dynamite woman is I attracted a lot of women in my life who wanted to have a tug of war and a power struggle with me. Because even if you're women, you can struggle for that alpha position or that dominant position. 
of the masculine position. I don't know if I was drawn to these women or they were drawn to me or what it was, but I seemed to attract a lot of powerful dynamite women and we were just constantly putting each other in their place. And it created a lot of conflict in my relationships because I wanted you know, to be around strong, confident, independent women as girlfriends. And a lot of times I would attract more of a passive, laid back, mellow energy. Again, where I felt like I was running the friendship. So you can feel that way in your relationships with women, with men, with anyone. So let's focus a little bit more about this and what is going on inside of you and how you're responding And how you're expressing your feelings and allowing them to exist in your body. And have those conversations with your inner child and your inner boy. And then also your higher self. It's really sometimes three different conversations. So, so often our inner child, the wounded girl, falls to pieces on the inside. The outer boy that we show up, he's a real badass. He stands up. He protects us. And then there is our higher self that understands part of life is listening to someone. And we have to make a decision how much of that energy we take away and that knowledge we reflect on it. And how much we just say, maybe this is their stuff. I don't want to let anyone down in my life. So when I receive criticism, it means I have let you down. I have failed you. I'm not good enough. And that's not really what criticism is about. Criticism is so often, I'm expressing what I need from you. And then whether or not you can give it to that person, whether or not this is going to be something you can actually do, maybe two different things. And I think it's really clear to understand with your partner or with anyone else clarity about is this criticism or is this a reflection of yourself in the relationship? Now, no one wants to admit they're taking their anger out on you. No one's going to do this, not your boss, not your husband, not your boyfriend. So I'm going to share with you a tip, a feminine energy tip that will just make you So much more easier to speak to in these situations and very forgiving, very go with the flow, but also stand up for your boundaries. Now, I've talked a little bit about this book in some other uh, podcast or video episodes, and that is The 48 Laws of Power. It's available online free, I believe, but you can also pick up a copy and review those tips. I think there's some really good power struggle issues explained in this book and how to really win in terms of you keep your power and you don't really lose your power. I want to reflect on a relationship I had with a manager who was just alpha all the way, never saw her smile, never heard her laugh. She would have some serious power struggles with me and she would just walk in a room and I could just feel her energy. She had a glare about me that she just wanted to crush me. And I was like, hell no, no one's crushing me. I am more powerful than you. Okay, I don't need to tell you that I lost that job (laughs) at some point. And I want to reflect on it because, again, part of the work that I do with masculine energy 
it looks like submission from the outside, but what it really is, is you are ultimately getting your way. And you're letting that other person, you're letting that other person have the satisfaction of being in power, being in control. You're getting more uh, flies with honey type of situation. So looking back on that scenario with that manager, if I would have dressed down and not tried to outdress her, if I would have brought an older handbag to work on the days she was showing up, maybe not had that perfect to blow out and had everything so perfect about me, if I would have shown her my flaws and been vulnerable to her, and instead of everything coming out of my mouth, it being so positive and optimistic and upbeat, she could have become my teacher and I could have been her student. She would have had a relationship with me where she was fostering me and caring for me, felt bad for me, and wanted to protect me and stand up for me. In fact, one of the most sincerest times I ever had with her was when I was having marriage troubles with my first marriage, and I confided in her. She was so warm and available to me. So the criticism that we're sometimes receiving from a person can actually be a power struggle that they want to make sure they have power over you. Now, why should you let any man or anyone, why does it have to be about power? This is a great question. It's not necessarily about power. It's about the illusion of power. Until we can figure out a way to make people not have power struggles, and want to dominate one another, and want to be selfish and get it their way, you might as well rise up (laughs) and embrace this for what it is. And it is an illusion. The only people who have real power over you, you know, they can put you in jail. They can do things like this. That's not your relationship. So that's a different type of power. That's a different type of control that we all have to behave or submit or, you know, adhere to. This in your relationship, it's an illusion of power. So why not win the game? Why not go ahead and accept criticism, process it, and see it for what it is? It is either someone really giving you feedback that you can pause for a moment and reflect on and ask yourself, is this a way to expand and learn from this situation? Or it's a way someone is taking a little piece of you, a little stab at you, And they want to call you out on something. So a relationship, 80% of the time, it's going to be productive, warm, and feel good. And then there's going to be 20% of the time where it feels bad. It's not working. It's stressful. You have to make sure that you're getting more of that 80% where it's feeling good, things are flowing, and then 20% where your partner is going to criticize you or have some sort of power struggle you're going to want to respond with defensiveness. That's your inner boy. Have that conversation with him. Oh, I can feel you inside of me. I can feel you wanting to stand up and fight right now. I feel my inner girl. What's she saying? She wants to cry. She wants to hide her face. She wants someone to protect her. And then your higher self might say something like, you know, in about five minutes, this conversation is going to be over if I don't say anything. If I just maintain eye contact, 
nod, and listen. Now, criticism can have a very valuable role in your life, but the biggest thing is you're not engaging, you're not rejecting a person. And this really magnetizes a man to you, not because he wants a bully and he wants a puppet that he can control, but he has to feel that sense of, just like my manager, I'm helping you, I'm fostering you, I'm showing you how to be in life. They really are loving us the best way they can with these criticisms. Let's do a recap on criticism. This is a really important thing I want to share because, again, it shows up in my group. It shows up in a lot of places. The first thing I want you to do is consider who is criticizing you. Do they really have the skills to assess you, the experience to assess you in this situation? Again, you wouldn't take financial advice from someone who was deep in debt and you know, had no savings. You would take financial advice from someone who was very successful. So consider who is criticizing you, their mental place right now. Are they having a bad day? Are they in between meals? Are they upset about something else? The next thing, as much as you can, practice having that conversation with your inner boy, your inner girl, and your higher self. This helps you to just not take criticism so personally that, like me, I would get really devastated by it, but it allows you to kind of step outside and see the different parts of you that are responding so you can, again, go back to that first step, which is consider who's saying it. Are they credible? My most favorite one is to just pause for a minute and listen. Nod and listen. Keep an open mind. Be willing to own up to your mistakes. One of my favorite, favorite things to do is to apologize if I have said or done anything that has hurt you. And I also like, I say this to my husband, I'll do better. I'll work on that. If it's some sort of feedback that I believe in, I'll work on that. And then they're like, okay, (laughs) it's just that easy. The next one is really about developing this inner strength and being able to kind of brush this off. And understand that criticism is often about how can I tweak you? How can I fine tune you to be what I need you to be? Or is it, I really need this in a relationship. Can you or can you not give it to me? Can you be this person I need you to be? I have flat out told my husband before, I can't do this. If you want me to never bring this up, if you want me to never do this again, I'm telling you right now, it's not going to happen. He gets upset by that because, of course, people and masculine energy, they want to control you. They want to tweak you. And I tell him, I'm, I'm imperfect. I won't be able to do this. I just want to be honest with you. I want to find another way around it. But I have this boundary inside of me that I know if I'm incapable of something or if I say, you know, I'll work on that. I'll, I'll see what I can do about that. I, I hear you. I'm going to consider everything you've said. Those are some really good scripts on dealing with criticism. All right, everyone. I hope this episode has been helpful to you. I love sharing these tips with you about all these little minutiae and details in life. 
that really trip us up and cause us issues in our relationship and how so much of this is a power struggle between masculine and feminine energy and going back and forth. I'm going to share more of these tips with you in the coming weeks. Now, until then, if you've enjoyed my podcast, please consider writing or leaving a review. I love to hear from you. As always, be sure to take a moment and check out the links below. I have an online group, I Heart Love Academy. I have programs and videos and lots of other sources for you to learn more about feminine energy and your relationship. All right, everyone. I'll see you next time. Bye. Are you tired of feeling misunderstood, ignored, or frustrated by the men in your life? Do you wish you knew how to communicate with them in a way that makes them listen, respect, and adore you? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to check out my ebook, 500 Ways to Talk to a Man. This ebook is a comprehensive guide to help you master the art of feminine communication and get what you want from any man in an authentic, warm, loving, caring way. Whether you're single, dating, or in a relationship, this ebook teaches you how to express your feelings, needs, and desires in a way that makes him want to please you and commit to you. You'll learn how to avoid common mistakes that push men away, how to use your voice and body language to attract and keep attention, and how to handle conflict and disagreements without losing his respect, and much, much more. Plus, you'll get access to my two-day video class that teaches you a lot of body postures and poses that you can use in a lot of different situations so you'll never run out of the right words to say. 500 Ways to Talk to a Man is the ultimate resource for any woman who wants to improve her communication skills and create a deeper connection with the man in her life. Don't miss this opportunity to transform your love life and get my ebook today. Go to www.everheartcoaching.com and get your copy. The link is below in the description.